we can't change the past. We can learn from it. Like you said, learn from history. We can also move forward with just more education and more support around these topics. And thank goodness that we are all talking about mental health and that most of the population has really come a long way when it comes to even talking to our parents and grandparents about mental health. Facts do not have opinions. Just don't let perfection be the enemy of the good. Self-love is really about self-respect and acceptance. Welcome to The Whole View. I'm Stacey Toth of Real Everything. I'm here each week to dive deeper into how we can find happiness and health inside and out through self-love, body positivity, and discovering new ways to be our best selves. Before we get started, a reminder, this podcast is for general educational purposes and is not intended to diagnose, advise, or treat any physical or mental illness. We always recommend that you see a licensed health professional accordingly. And I'm so excited to welcome back a coach who can help you on this journey and a friend of mine who joined us on episode 59, where we discussed cheat codes to your DNA, which was a fun little snippet that Becca, you shared. Becca is an epigenetics coach. Becca Roses now has her own in-house genetic platform through mind-body genes with clinical grade DNA testing kits and all of your coaches that you work with are certified epigenetic coaches. And I know we're going to talk about a giveaway later on in the podcast, but listeners can also use code TWV if you're interested. I know we heard from a lot of people after the last show who this is a topic that I love geeking out on. And I think a lot of people want to learn more about. And so I've had my epigenetics done. If listeners, you're interested, you can work with Becca and her team at MindBodyGenes. Save $100 on a package with code TWV. But if you're curious, like what is epigenetics? We did a super deep dive into genetics, epigenetics, and social determinants of health was our like first jump into that season two, episode 499 with Sarah. And then if you haven't yet listened because we lay the foundation there and then go on to talk with Becca in episode 59 about how our DNA gives insights into our personalized health needs and how epigenetics plays a role in that. So we're going to dive even deeper today that we've laid the groundwork and talk specifically about how trauma informs our DNA and gene expression. And before We jump into that. I do want to give you a little more about Becca because if this is your first show, though I recommend you go listen to the other ones, I want to tell you about Becca. Becca, you say it is your life's mission to help people feel more confident and empowered by providing a blueprint for limitless wellness and leveling up their mindset. She also uses science to help you take the guesswork out of optimizing your health. Becca, welcome back to the whole view. Tell us what you've been up to. What is going on? Thank you. I'm so glad to be here again. It's always a pleasure to chat with you and your listeners. Gosh, yeah, we've been busy over here. Last year was a busy year behind the scenes. Like you mentioned earlier, spent the pretty much majority of Q4 building out our own genetic platform that would give us the ability to up-level everything, make it just really awesome for our clients 
with our own in-house genetic platform, certified epigenetic coaches, growing a little bit more with that and clinical grade test kits so that people could not only get their blueprint, but work with a variety number of people that we have on like staff at Mind Body Genes, which is exciting. Growth is always exciting. Well, and it was super enlightening for me having gone through that process to see where some of the things that I inherently had learned about myself were more information was shed on that in terms of how to support my needs in different sort of ways in the epigenetic coaching, right? The reviewing of the blueprint and all that kind of stuff. And so I think that it is truly something that I wish was included in kind of all health and wellness visits. Like to me, this seems like before you start going down the rabbit hole of testing of what could be wrong, it's also, hey, let's run this test because there's so much that you can learn from it. I think the other kind of side to that coin, the other test that I feel very strongly about that people need is if you're going to go on medication, they do genetic kind of DNA testing to see which medications are best for you, basically, that you're going to have the least amount of side effects and the most amount of success on those medicines. And having gone through the process of working with foster kids and seeing them on and off dozens of medications, trying to find the right one, there are tools out there that help us have insight to these things. And I love that you're providing a service to help people access those in a way that is helpful to their own health and well-being and in a way that doesn't feel exclusionary. It doesn't feel like it's leaning into diet culture, like all of the things. And it's, it's such a hard space in wellness to like to be in this area where you truly want to help people without I, I know that you know what I'm talking about, right? Without kind of taking advantage or without making assumptions or leaning into some sort of toxic culture. So I genuinely appreciate and love the work that you're doing and appreciate your willingness to come back on the show and talk about more of this stuff. Well, thank you. And yeah, I agree. It's I think this type of testing should be more readily available and just almost that's why we consider it to be very foundational. It's always a genes first approach what with what we do, because you're right, there's so many other things that are valuable to our wellness journeys. But starting with the genes, I wish I would have started there, right? It would have saved me some many years of trial and error and figuring things out. And I just want pe more people to understand that they can start there. And even just starting over there is also okay. Absolutely. And one of the things that I, now that I've dipped my toe into the epigenetics pool, pun intended, is this idea of what we can learn about the generations that came before us and what we could maybe foresee in our children and our children's children based on specifically the traumas that we've experienced. So science has been very clear and able to link when trauma has occurred, how it affects the DNA. And I am looking forward to you walking us through what that looks like from a mechanism perspective. But I think it's also important just to lay the foundation, the reminder for people that because of human biology, because women are born, biological women are born for the most part, 
with our eggs already in our body. And that as we go through life, they're already there, which means the longer we live, the longer those cells that are in our body have to affect the future offspring of that biological female. And also means that like our grandmother's experience live within our DNA beyond just what they pass down from the other genes that we would expect to see blue eyes or balding or whatever, right? Like Mm -hmm. we can also expect to see other gene expressions. And so when we use the term intergenerational trauma, this is something that I think is really important to understand because I think a lot of times when I use that term, I'm thinking about it from like a perspective of the harm that an abused mother would then have a difficult time emotional regulation with her own children, but we're also talking about it physically manifesting in our DNA, which then also goes on to affect our lifestyle and well-being as well. So I'm excited to talk about how the science is able to see this and clearly identify the traumas. So especially since we've all lived through a global pandemic, which will 100% express itself in a lot of people's DNAs going forward. Becca, can you walk us through some of this stuff? I can think of examples like immigrants or refugees, perhaps someone has lived through a war, the Holocaust, Great Depression. We know that COVID causes DNA damage, things like starvation. Can you talk about these and other things that we can see via science through uh, epigenetics? Yes, absolutely. And I got chills while you were talking because it's just one of those subjects that just gets into your bones, right? You're just like, I feel this. Something inside of me just is like, whoa. So some of the types of trauma that are leading to these intergenerational effects are things like experiences of war, like you mentioned, Holocaust, physical and sexual abuse, extreme poverty, growing up in extreme poverty, neglect, natural disasters, pandemics, you name it. There's you can really just keep going on. And what happens is these events can just induce a state of chronic stress for people, right? We've lived through a pandemic. We know that like a lot of us experienced chronic stress during that time and prolonged exposure to stress hormones significantly impacts mental and physical health. You talk about this all the time. It just does. It's a fact. And You'll even hear sometimes interviews and anecdotal accounts from survivors and even their family members all the way to great-grandchildren that carry these emotional states of fear, even if they themselves weren't the ones that went through that physical trauma. So let's say your great-grandparent was a prisoner of war in a camp, right? We're talking World War II, World War I, wherever. And those states of fear, lack, emotional states of just chronic stress can be inflicted, like you said earlier, in future generations. And that's where we see those lasting effects of trauma go on. And I do want to say there is a caveat to this, which is this isn't about shame or like, oh my gosh, we're just doomed because everybody's been through trauma. We've had ancestors go like, think about Native American populations, think about all of the things, the genocide, all the stuff that has gone on. And I don't want people to get discouraged and be sitting here shaking their heads and turning off the episode and going, well, I guess that's just, we're all going to have this, these imprints of fear and lack and all this. 
there are also positives that come out of that. We see extreme stress resilience in people that have survived intense traumatic situations and have been in those because you hear these stories from survivors and you can feel it with the way they talk about their situations. Even if you're reading fiction and nonfiction books about those time periods, you get all these amazing stories of resilience and just absolute grit that come from people that have experienced this. So there is that side of the coin that not only is there the fear and the lack and that, but it also can exist with resilience. And we see that in the genes. We see that in epigenetic markers. We see that in mechanisms that we'll talk about later as well. Today's podcast is brought to you by ButcherBox with one of the best offers I have ever seen. Get two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken breast, or two pounds of salmon for free in every order for a whole year, plus $20 off your first order. It is the perfect time to jump back in, set yourself up for success with a habit that helps you. With four teenagers and the cost of food skyrocketing, having the consistency of ButcherBox's deals keeps everyone satiated in my house for less. It is the one-stop solution for saving time and money year-round while supporting sustainability and ethical animal treatment. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or added hormones, 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, which means health-promoting benefits like conjugated linoleic acid with healthy omega-3 fatty acids for you and your family. It always ships free, frozen, right to your door in an eco-friendly box, 100% recyclable, and they're a certified B Corp focused on quality for you, the animal, and the planet. You can choose from a variety of box plan options, including your own custom option, which is what we do. And if it's been a while since you gave it a try, or if it's your first time, I am confident you are going to be impressed with so many new options, and this deal is too good to pass up. New members get two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken breast, or two pounds of salmon for free in every order for a whole year, plus get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash wholeview and use code wholeview to choose your free offer and get $20 off. I, I imagine also that in addition to resilience, it's creating empathy, right? Like knowing these lived experience, not just of your own, but of your family's history. The the goal of history is to learn from it. And empathy is one of those other things that I'm hoping people gain. We're going to have a, a show on empathy following this one. And to me, there's a lot of tie-in here, especially as it relates to current pandemic and um collective trauma that we're all experiencing and how divided the world is right now and how we can all come back together from a perspective of understanding other people's lived experience. And so this idea that it's currently living in our DNA and we can tap into some of those feelings and we might not know where they come from, or we might have an irrational fear of snakes. (laughs) Like maybe someone in my DNA got bit by a venomous snake somehow. Like it's not you know, something that we can know for sure, but there are links that science can show to some expressions through that way. Can you help me understand? I don't, 
I think of Mr. DNA from Jurassic Park. And every time we talk about this, and I'm like, he has like a Southern accent, but he talks funny and he's like, and then I just put the frog DNA right here. I don't think that's how it actually works. Walk us through what, what are we actually seeing when you say looking at DNA on some of these things? Yeah, we'll get a little bit sciencey for, for a minute here and talk about the impact on our DNA. So it affects our DNA through epigenetic changes. And what it does is it doesn't change the actual DNA sequence itself, but it alters the way that the genes are expressed through mechanisms. And so I'm going to define a couple mechanisms and what that means. So the first one is DNA methylation. And a lot of people have heard methylation. That's not a abnormal term, so to speak, in the wellness world. So what this is, it actually involves the addition of a methyl group to the DNA. So it often results in the suppression of gene expression. And when we talk about DNA methylation, think of DNA methylation as putting like tiny little flags on certain parts of your DNA. So you're flagging those parts. Those flags can tell the cell machine, like mechanism itself, hey, don't use this part right now. I'm flagging this. It's like making a flag in a book, right? <laughs> you're like, I'm going to come back to this later. Don't use this part right now. It involves adding a small chemical group, so a methyl group, to specific parts of the DNA. So when this happens, it can change the activity of that DNA segment without changing the sequence. So the sequence was made. It is what it is. The methyl group changes the way that that gene behaves. So it won't be used to make proteins, right? The whole point of it is to make proteins. This process is super crucial because it helps to regulate when and how genes are expressed in different cells at certain times. So basically, like if I could say it in even more simple terms, it's telling the genes how to behave. So when we look at genes and we look at genetic blueprints, we're seeing what it, what your gene says, we're seeing what that gene is supposed to be doing. Right. But through these types of traumas, and we see effects of intergenerational trauma on people, you can now start to put two and two together on why certain genes aren't behaving the way they were supposed to in air quotes, right? How they were made. And then like another way that it manifests or that it impacts is through histone modification. So histones are the proteins around which the DNA is wound. So this can be chemically modified and it influences how tightly or loosely it's wound up. So these types trauma wound up very tightly. <laughs> trauma can induce changes in this basically process, this acetylation of the histones. So other modifications, which impacts your gene expression. So if it's, if your DNA is a long string wrapped around these spools are called the histones. And so how tightly or loosely that string is wrapped around that spool, right. To create another analogy is exactly how the DNA is wrapped around those histones. And so it affects how they're expressed and the modification, just like those, that string tightness can change loose or tight. When all of that is impacted, it can hide a gene, making it less active or expose it, making it more active. So you're starting to see like, when we talk about turning genes off and on, the first step is knowing what they are, right? So we can turn them off and on. If we have a gene that says like, hey, we have a negative response to saturated fat, and this is really expressing, and we're seeing it in our labs, and we're seeing it in all sorts of things in our life, we can actually impact that through that. So while trauma makes an impact on the expression, we can also like, 
I want to use the word reverse, but very loosely, right? We can modify that ourselves too through lifestyle. So that's the main ones. And then there's some non-coding RNA changes, which just is a basically a fancy way of saying like another way it changes our DNA is through these little micro RNAs. And we've heard this term used because of the pandemic, right? We've heard of like the RNA vaccines and things like that. So these changes can affect stress re response and behavior. So we will see these in lifestyle behavior, stress response. We will see these in how people are handling stress, their resilience to stress. We'll see this in behaviors as well through those traumas. And that's how the traumas impact those basically three mechanisms, the ones we're going to talk about today. I am so fascinated at how someone can take our blood our hair, whatever, and put it under a microscope and figure all of this out. Like it just, it blows my mind, both from a scientific perspective, but also the technology involved in order to like splice this information apart. But it also makes so much sense, right? Like as you were talking about saturated fat, for example, right? Like that there could be something in how your gene is expressing that also okay, well, I know, for example, if I reduce inflammation, I might see less of this because maybe it was wound tight and now it's like loosening a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it just, it makes so much sense and explains also why having an expert to look at this stuff with you to walk through what all of this means and then a cheat code to decode how lifestyle wise, you could modify behavior, lifestyle factors to influence some of these expressions. I think you you talked a lot about how we see the genes expressed in modifications to the DNA, but I'm wondering specifically as it relates to trauma, what are some of the things that for example, when you're looking at a blueprint that are identified or that from scientific research papers, when you're reading about something being expressed or restricted or those kinds of things, like what specifically are studies showing for this individual expression? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important to note what you said about the human element of it. And basically having that expert that can look at that and go, instead of just seeing it on paper, right? I know it's tempting to get some of these direct to consumer reports and get it on paper and go, okay, I'm going to read this. And like, great. I know that I have problems with saturated fat. Okay. No, I'm shaking. I'm shaking my yeah, head because I not. got my report and I know that what I got out of it was 10% out <laughs> of what then talking to someone about it was. Exactly. Yeah. So I want to reiterate that it's so tempting to do that. And then even though you can glean a little bit of information out of that report, it's so important to have somebody that can look at it from that epigenetic lens and human interpretation, right? Because humans are able to take into account what is expressing on your, let's say if it's a client intake form or whatever you fill out in your current life, that is the most important thing from this because evidence of trauma, when you're sharing that with your practitioner and coach or whoever you're working with, when you're sharing that with them, they're able to look at the specific genes that could be impacted. Now, what this looks like to answer your question is these alterations can be observed in so many different tissues, right? Talk about technology and science, the, the brain, blood cells, 
and what they're linked to from a genetic perspective and epigenetic perspective are going to be like stress response, emotional regulation, risk for psychiatric disorders. The list can go on and on. And there's a couple of genes that I think of right away when I'm thinking about looking at our specific blueprints, which are the GAD genes, which we talked about in the last episode we did together, which indicates how a person converts glutamate into GABA and the BDNF genes. And those show up in multiple different areas of our lifestyle report. So they give us intense stress insights. So when I'm looking at somebody's genes, and I also am looking at their intake, seeing that they've experienced significant trauma in their life and their family has experienced significant trauma, I'm looking at those genes for not only how they were formed, but I'm also looking at them from a standpoint of this person's been through trauma. So they can inform how these behave, knowing that if it says on the report, somebody should be converting glutamate to GABA really well, and they don't, shouldn't have issues with it. There's a high conversion of that, but they're expressing differently. I automatically know that's something we need to pay attention to. And we talk about it as if that gene was telling me that it was a low conversion because that all matters. And you wouldn't know that from an algorithm or a computer. You just wouldn't. Yeah. I, I think it's so mind blowing and fascinating as I piece together some of the other things that I've been researching and learning specific to, for example, how A lot of people that have autoimmune disorders have been shown to also have trauma that is unresolved in some sort of way, right? Like didn't get adequate needs met when they were a child or therapy later to process some of those feelings, whatever it is, oftentimes it's held in the body, right? Whether I've talked about the body keeps the score is a great resource for people to check out. Mm -hmm. But when I think about my body today, For example, I can think about the traumas that we've been through before. My mother was adopted. Her mother and um, all of the things that happened before are now in my DNA. But then at the same time, I also have my own activations from my experiences of I am someone who is a perfectionist. I am someone who holds everything in my body. And it makes sense then that I would be seeing an expression of things like autoimmune disorders and other dysregulation, right? Like you mentioned emotional regulation and psychiatric disorders, right? I have anxiety and depression and different other things that run in my family. And I also think about, so that's like my own personal experience, but as we were talking before in preparation for the show, the thing that just kept coming up for me was the idea that modern day individuals are having children later in life. And I think a lot of the things that I talked about in terms of where I know, Becca, you and I and our original health journeys and a lot of listeners started was obsessing through food or different kinds of things. But when we actually think about the impacts of health and wellness, it's so, so much more broad. And so when I think about the people, for example, who are having children later, where generations ago, like I'm not just your great grandmother, but I'm talking like many years ago, women were having children at the age of like 12, 15 years old. And so the impacts of trauma and other things in their environment that would be happening to their DNA by the time they had their own children would be a lot less than in 
2022, for example, the median age for giving birth was 30 years old. So now we have a huge difference in terms of life experience and trauma, not to mention oxidative stress and overall changes from the Industrial Revolution, from modernized society, bringing about more pollution, more stressful living. And we haven't even mentioned at that point that you and I both have a passion for non-toxic living and how all of that plays into our genes. So I'm wondering, as we put all of this together, right, and we're thinking about how, quote unquote, things have changed from the olden days, how do you reconcile, like, all of these things together, and then looking at the science, looking at DNA and what the genes are telling us. Yeah, it's a really as nuanced topic and it's so complex. Everything you talk about on here, right, is important. And <laughs> it's true. It's like the things that really matter in this modern society and this overly toxic environment that we live in. And just like you said, having children later and having these a lot of oxidative stress on our bodies and our in our world it's extra important to lessen our toxic load. It's extra important to seek out things like talk therapy, somatics, coaching, counseling. I know even when I grew up, we're talking like in the nineties. Okay. So like I was still pretty young. I'm 35. So it's like, I, we didn't talk about trauma. We didn't like, my mom had five kids. My parents, like there was a lot. And we didn't talk about feelings. We didn't like, talk about feelings. Like, uh, let alone trauma, right? It was like, no, everybody needs to be happy. Like, we just, we are like, we had this like almost, I guess I want to call it toxic positivity to, to a degree because we just didn't, that wasn't talked about. And again, it's it kind of spans from like, our parents were brought up by a generation that they didn't talk about it. It was taboo. Then you go back again and it was like, then you go back to all this like, really heavy trauma with wars and the great depression. And it's like, well, we don't talk about that. It's just, we're just like, we're surviving. And so we are still feeling it to this day. And so couple that with what we're talking about now with this modern society and oxidative stress, the widespread implication of that can account for a lot of roles in like epigenetic role in neurodegenerative diseases. So we're talking about a lot of things we're seeing with our aging parents and grandparents now cancer, diabetes, like these epidemics that are starting to show up autoimmune conditions. I know same story here. It's like, I didn't realize that the stress that I was putting in my body and the things I wasn't addressing and that I was just ignoring for years would eventually manifest as an autoimmune condition or a couple of them. And the histone modification, the DNA methylation that we talked about earlier impact how those genes are turned off or on. So it's a really big impact. And we know that there's just growing evidence these changes can be passed from one generation to the next. So I know like I feel personally responsible, but in a good way, like not pressured, but personally responsible that my own children and the people that I impact every day, whether that's just from having a relationship with them or having an influence in their life, like I feel personally responsible to help create that change and help to inform people and educate people on that. While studies are always ongoing, there's always research that's taking place and these exact mechanisms are being studied. It's really believed that these epigenetic marks are being transmitted through the germ cells, so sperm and eggs, like we said in the beginning, leading to these altered stress responses and mental health risks in offspring. So we can think about it from ourselves back and then forward. We can just, that's what we can do right now is just think about it from a standpoint of like, 
we can't change the past. We can learn from it. Like you said, learn from history. We can also move forward with just more education and more support around these topics. And thank goodness that we are all talking about mental health and that most of the population has really come a long way when it comes to even talking to our parents and grandparents about mental health, because we're like, no, we are not going to be the generation that is quiet about this. We are going to talk about this being an important thing for everyone. Today's podcast is brought to you by Lumi. Control body odor anywhere with Lumi deodorant and get $5 off your starter pack. That's over 40% off with promo code WHOLEVIEW at lumideodorant.com. I even used my own code to save on this bundle for the kids because if having four teenagers doesn't qualify me to talk about body odors, I don't know what would. My kids have all become actually really frustrated with how most natural deodorants irritate their skin. Um, it's, it's been interesting having them all come to me kind of separately after trying other different brands and saying that their skin is irritated. And so I shared Lumi with them, which is both gentle and effective. And I remember one kid in particular came to me like they were apologizing that they had to tell me that I was right. And it was like, oh, you were right. The stuff works. Um, and it's because Lumi is pH optimized, aluminum free, but it works and is safe for everyone everywhere. Um, it was developed by an OBGYN, so it can be safely used anywhere on the body. Um, different formulas, different types of options. There's the solid deodorant, which is great under arms, uh, but they also make a body wash, which has been really helpful for the kids. No more irritation. And now, even though um, they may like anxiously sweat because again, it's aluminum free, they feel confident that they're not going to be stinky. And we have got some, you would not believe how bad they are stinky feet in this house. And I was super impressed that Lumi helped fixed the funk even through a hot summer. I can't even tell you how much road tripping was improved <laughs> with um, some Lumi on the feet. And I personally have used Lumi for years. I love the unscented cream deodorant. I apply it in places on my body where my skin folds and my lady bits. And now they have solutions for pits, for privates, and beyond that last a whopping 72 hours. And if they work on my teens, I have faith they will work on everybody. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, which is the one I was talking about, plus two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code WHOLEVIEW at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code WHOLEVIEW. That's L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Yeah, I love so much of that because like the next logical question for me is like, okay, what can we do for future generations and for our offspring? And as you're talking, I'm like, well, we're already doing it. We're reducing chronic stress by having the conversation, by going to talk therapy, by like addressing the fact that 
it was a collective trauma. The pandemic is what it is. I can't change the fact that the COVID virus affects our DNA. Like I, I cannot do anything about that. But what I can do is support my immune system to help loosen, right? The hold that it has on me and to also reduce the amount of chronic stress that not just I feel, but in in my personal example is addressing the depression and hard hardship that my children went through with kind of being so separated from their friends for so long, from not having in-person schooling, from all that kind of stuff. And the impact that has in terms of, okay, let's not brush this under the rug. Yeah. Let's not pretend it's fine. Let's address some of that stuff. I'm wondering in, and and let me just say to anybody doing that work, like I, I want everybody to take a deep breath and to literally pat yourself on the back right now, because that is not easy. I am going through a really hard time in my life right now because I am drawing boundaries around how I expect to be treated and how I expect my children to be treated as it relates to validating feelings and being respected. And it's important to me for exactly the reason that we're talking about here today that my the only thing that I can have control over, this responsibility that I feel like I have as a mother is ensuring that this does not go on in future generations. And that I try to reverse some of the prior experience that generations have had and to move into this mindset of respect and open feelings and all of these kinds of things. And the hope is that it can change how these changes to the DNA are expressed in genes, whether it's in my children today or whether it's in their children because their bodies are relaxing and their bodies are less stressed. And it's one thing I can think that I can do because I can't control the fact that my children are constantly concerned about the the climate change and all these other things. And I'm like, I can't control that. Mm -hmm. I want to. I wish I could. I can make smarter choices in terms of where I choose to shop and all these things. But There's only so much we can have control over. So I'm wondering what are some other things? I know you mentioned some of them already, but maybe distilled down into specifically what we can feel good knowing that we're already doing or think about some additional areas where we can focus on improving how these negative effects on our genes might be reduced. Yeah. I that was a beautiful point. It gave me chills again. It's like how many times am I going to get chills from this episode? It's awareness is key. Awareness is the step number 1 and and we're doing that and I think we are in this beautiful time where a lot of us are having the same mindset of being cycle breakers, right? We want to. We and because we want to, we are going to be. Because we are setting out to break the cycles that were that came before us, we will do that with our children and our children's children. Gosh, like the fact that we it's like they say when somebody's worried about like, "Oh gosh, I think like I'm doing a bad job." It's like the fact that you think you're doing a bad job means you aren't. Like because you're aware of it. You're aware, you're conscious of it intangible things we can do. I'm really passionate about a lot of the same things you are when it comes to, to talk therapy through, like we said, the body keeps the score earlier, tuning into where are we holding on to trauma? We all hold on to trauma. And if we think that our children, even if they're young and haven't been through a lot other than a worldwide global pandemic, which is a lot, 
then even if you're sitting here going, we've had a really easy life and like things are fine. And like, maybe I don't need, everybody still needs to, we all have like, we call it the big T and the little T traumas. We all have a mix of those. And like, even my almost nine-year-old son, like I remember back to really intense COVID times when schools were opening back up and we would start seeing grandparents again. And he saw his grandma and his, the fact that he would run to her so like frantically as if he was going to lose her and hug her in a way that I've never seen him. And he's my physical touch child. So he's a hugger, but just me witnessing that. And I immediately recognize that as he's afraid she's going to die. Like because of the narrative he was hearing. And we did a really good job of not watching a lot of news around that time because it was very stressful. But even that, like I went, oh, this is affecting all of us in different ways. And we have to remember that we all, some of us do shut down and some of us don't look like we're affected by stress and trauma, but we are. And so even the ones that aren't really outwardly talking about it, we still need to pay attention to that. So I'm also very passionate about proper nutrients and targeted supplements tailored to your genes, right? Because it's not a one size fits all exercise movement, but in a really positive way and stress reduction, like really stopping to think like, are we living in a busy like cycle of busyness and just that culture of you have to be busy? No, like let's make sure our kids see somebody resting. Like let's make sure our kids grow up watching their parents who remember to take time for themselves, to remember to pause. Like I grew up seeing no one resting, (laughs) like, like no one rested everybody. Like I saw a lot of successful people around me, but I was like, wait, okay. I guess you have to just burn yourself out to be successful. No, we have a chance to break that cycle. We have a chance to change that narrative. And then just all the modalities that interest you, I say, explore them, but don't get so focused on having to do everything. Find something that you can really relate to that gives you that kind of feeling inside of like, I think I want to explore that. I think I want to try that and be curious. The biggest thing we can do is be curious on how to change things for ourselves and others around us. Just stay curious and stay open. I love that. And I love this idea of being able to tweak some lifestyle things, but not becoming obsessive about them, I think is really important too. Like for me, my personal experience was that if I found something that I felt like could have that impact, I did not know how to lean in. I only knew how to like dive head first and literally drown in the pool. So like dip your toe, <laughs> so go slow in and allow yourself to like walk into multiple pools and to figure mm-hmm. out what might work for you. Because you know, when we only focus on things like diets or nutrients and targeted supplements can be incredibly beneficial, especially for someone like me that has MTHFR and some of the other things that you might find in your blueprint. It does not mean that taking that supplement is the only thing that you need to do and you check a box on your list and you move forward because that's really what I did in my mentality for a long time. And I told myself like, Oh, I'm working on lifestyle. Like, no, I was not. I was really in that busy, overwhelmed cycle. And that is something that I I do want to talk about more in 2024 and explore with people that the idea of 
avoiding and busyness is actually a coping skill, especially for perfectionists, because we don't allow ourselves to rest. And so when we need to cope, we find another activity to do that. And so that feeling of busyness that you were describing and not seeing your parents rest, like it, it takes effort for me to be like, the thing that I'm going to do today is to binge Netflix. The thing that I'm going to do today is to go on a slow hike. And that is it. That is the only thing that I'm going to do. Like there are some things that I just have to tell myself that is the accomplishment today. And I know that it is checking another thing on my list of reducing stress or some of these other things that I think are really important when we look at how we can positively affect our health and wellness, both from what we're feeling as well as what we can see when we look at the scientific, whether it be the test results from your physician of inflammation markers, or if you're doing something like a blueprint and actually looking at how your genes are expressing. Becca, I always like to leave listeners with something positive, something actionable. I think we've done a good job today of encouraging people to not feel the overwhelm. But in terms of being of service and being able to walk away today with something that they can do, I'd love to hear what you recommend. But I'd also love if you could talk a little bit about your kind of coaching and the work that you're doing in Mind Body Genes. If someone is interested in working with someone on this broad spectrum approach, right? Because as I understand it, Mind-Body Genes is not just going to give you a blueprint and tell you what supplements to take. They're going to talk to you about a lot of these different things. Yeah. Yeah. I love that question. And I love what you like to leave listeners with. I feel like it's a big focus of mine in 2024 as well, because still to this day, I have to tell myself, you're taking a break today. Same like you. It's a thing. But my biggest like actual suggestion and like advice would be take inventory of what's working and what isn't right? Like sometimes we can't move forward until we look back. And I like to look back at the last year and really go deep into what worked, what didn't, where did I feel like I had sticky points in my life? Where did I feel that I had stress? Where did I feel like, what were the things I could possibly change and the things that were out of my control? Sometimes just those simple shifts in doing more of what brings us joy can really go a long way. Like you said, a long hike, reminding ourselves it's okay to do those things. It's okay to stop and take a long bath in the middle of the day. If you enjoy that, it's okay to shut your computer and read a book. It's okay. It's everything is going to be there when you come back. And then of course, it's always helpful to know your genes and to really find out how you can tune in and tune out what is no longer serving you. Because I think one of the biggest benefits that you get from knowing yourself fully, especially when it comes to your genetic makeup is that you don't have to listen to everything that's out there. There's a lot of noise. And I try so hard not to add to the noise and to just always come back to a place of, it's not going to work for everybody. It's not a one size fits all. You have to really discern before you jump in because I have been there before with just buying the targeted thing that somebody, there was an ad and I was like, Ooh, I want to try that. It's, it sounds so cool. And then I'm like, I just maybe wasted some money and time on that. And then you asked about what we can offer. And I appreciate that we've done so much over the past just year alone to try to figure out a way that we could be different than some of the other companies that are doing this. And I say that because you can go get blueprints from anywhere. And sometimes it's confusing what's the right move. But what we've done here is we've created 
a platform to where you're not only getting the information, you're getting it interpreted, you're getting a personalized wellness plan based on what we see on your blueprint and your intake, what's expressing in your life currently, and what you want help with, right? Everybody comes to the table with a different goal. You may not want help with some of the things that the person that does it after you wants help with. You may want help with mindset. You may want help with optimizing inflammation. You may want help with stress. Like everybody is different. Everybody wants something different out of it. And that's what you're going to get. We also, I spent the last six months of 2023, really honing in and working on a certification program to where we could train coaches in this modality, because there's not a lot of that out there. And I realized that I wanted to create a program that I wish I had back when I was going through my training and we are able to do that now. And I'll be launching another group in spring. I'm doing one right now. We're currently in the middle of it, but we have our own 12 week certification program for anybody that wants to get certified in epigenetics and doing our blueprints and offering DNA test kits to their clients, whether they're a coach already, a practitioner already, a dietitian, a nutritionist, it doesn't matter. There's no prerequisites or they want to be in the wellness space and they want to learn about this and they want to offer this to their friends, family, and potential clients. So that's something that we really added a new leg to the business. And we added a new skin health report because I know you can relate to this, like skincare junkies over here, clean skincare. And that's important, but it's also important to understand how genetically we are made up for different things like skin cancer risks and sunspots, age spots, um, different things when it comes to sun exposure. So it's really cool. I nerd out on that report a lot. So we are excited and we already have some fully trained and certified coaches that are ready and able. So I just, I think it's just so great that you asked about that. I appreciate it. And I really, um, look forward to just hearing from anybody that wants to learn more. And I think you had something that you wanted to, um, share with listeners. I do. I almost forgot. We are going to be doing a giveaway. And so this giveaway is going to be for your very own clinical grade test kit so that you can get your own blueprint. It's going to be our wellness baseline report, which includes nutrition and supplementation genes, which is awesome. It's a great baseline to start to understand the nutrition report is my favorite. So I do have a favorite child when it comes to that because it's just so comprehensive. You can get a lot of information from it. And I'm so excited to offer that to a lucky winner. Well, I appreciate your generosity here for full disclosure, Becca's not being compensated or I'm not compensating her either. Either way, it's just genuinely, this is something that I think is so is such an incredible tool for someone to have if they are working through the nuance of their wellness. And I think it can be really complementary to working with a medical professional as well. I think the idea of working with a coach and kind of understanding some of this stuff and then being able to go to that doctor. I know for me, I'm able to tell my medical professionals, hey, I'm MTHFR. Oh, that's super helpful that I'm going to make sure this and this, right? So being educated, it doesn't mean that it all it does is provide you with an additional resource and another language to speak to those who you have on your care team overall. And I want to thank you so much for being on here again, Becca. I know we could geek out about so many things. I'm like, oh my God, I want to hear all about the skin report. <laughs> like another day, another topic. But listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you'd like to follow up with Becca, you can find her at mindbodygenes.com or at mindbodygenes on social. 
I'm sure if you go to the website, you'll be connected to all of the things that you heard about today. And I want to remind you, if you are interested in checking out some of the services that they offer, you can use code TWV to save $100 on the packages. And I want to thank you for being part of our show. And listeners, I also want to say we've put a list of resources in the show notes for you today. We talked tangentially about a lot of things, referring to science, which I try not to do. I try to specifically say this study, this year, these kinds of things. But for the purposes of what we were trying to talk about today, I've just put all of those specifically. I know Becca has done a ton of research and all of that. So we put it in the show notes for you, in addition to some of the more casual things that I've been reading about as well. So you can find all of those in the show notes at realeverything.com. And if you love the show, you can support us on patreon.com slash the whole view, where you'll get all of our shows delivered to your inbox ad-free. It's also a great way to support the show that we create and produce ourselves. And you can also leave a review This is so awesome. Please, Becca's left a review. I've seen it. She's a podcast listener. And I read all of those when Matt tells me to avoid reading them. I do. But I, (laughs) for my own boundaries, but it matter. It like it, it means so, so much if you can take 30 seconds of your time to just let someone else know that the show is worth their time to give it a chance. And in following and subscribing in whatever podcast app you're using, it is the greatest gift that you can give me and the show so that we can continue to do this work free for you. And as always, we appreciate your willingness to be open to grow through your own personal change because no one is perfect, but in listening, learning, and unlearning, we can choose to become better versions of ourselves for ourselves. Becca, thank you so much for being here again today. I loved geeking out with you. Thank you so much. It was, it's always good to geek out with you and I just enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on. And I think by the time the show goes live, we'll be like on our way to Hawaii to see each other. We will. We're going to have a hug in real life, like next week. I don't know. It's like so soon. I'm pretty much tomorrow. Yes. I feel very lucky and grateful to be able to go on that trip and I'm excited you're going to be there too. So Listeners, we'll be sharing on social, so follow along, and we'll be back again next week. Thank you. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.